Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. the new show that's the talk of the town. You're tuned in with host Donna Lyons for the latest in entertainment plus the most engaging discussions, top actors, musicians, and producers from Hollywood to Broadway. It's all entertainment. Delivering the buzz and the scoop in three, two, one. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to It's All Entertainment. I am your host, Donna Lyons coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lions Radio Network. And I'm really excited to have my guest on today, Jeffrey Paschal, who is best known for 90 Day Fiance, and it's currently running right now and airing, so a lot of you already know who I'm talking about. But the one thing I love about Jeffrey is that he's been so upfront and honest about his life and the things that he's been through. And I think it's really important that we give people like Jeffrey a platform especially when things can get clouded uh, when you're on a show that's as popular as 90 Day Fiance. And sometimes we don't hear the truth or the real things, and that bothers me. Um, I am all about people getting second, third, fourth chances, and uh, Jeffrey's done really well, and I really want him to tell his story. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Hi, Jeffrey. Welcome to the show. Hi, Donna. Thanks for having me. How are you today? I'm really good. I'm just so excited to have you on because I think it's so important. I mean, with everything that's going around, you're on this world platform actually now because people watch us all over the world because obviously you travel all over, you know, people from the show travel all over the world going to different countries. So I'm sure it's just as big in some of the other countries. So my question to you is, you know, being on a platform like this, how has this helped you and not helped you? I mean, we know you have a past, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but how has this not helped you? Well, I'll tell you how it's, I'll tell you how it's affected me. Like, I, I have always been throughout my entire life just a closed-off person. Um, I haven't let anybody in. I've, I've had very few close friends uh, that I've let in, and, you know, I feel like, when I when I did let people in, it felt as if you know there was there was always something for the other person to, to gain. So that's where I I really withdrew from having a lot of people around me. But this gave me an opportunity to really come out of my box and really own up to what I've been hiding from this whole entire time. You know, my life, the last 20 years or so. Uh, you know, from going to prison to you know all the different things that's occurred in my life, you know, from my child uh, passing to whatever. It's just, I've, I've been so closed off and now I have a platform. I have an opportunity and it's, it's mentally helped me. Like this is, I feel free, you know, I'm not, I'm not under anybody's thumb anymore. And that's what I felt like I was the whole time. Well, that's the one thing I loved about you is that you were so honest and I thought, God, what a brave guy. But I knew when you did tell your story that there was going to be a ton of backlash and people were going to go, oh, my God, he's a criminal, blah, blah, blah. But they don't look at all the stuff that has happened to you from that time to now and all the great things you've done. And you have two, two incredible sons that we get to see every so often on 90 Day Fiance. How are they handling all this? 
Um, Dakota, the uh, the younger of the two, he he's an extrovert. He loves it. He's thriving off the attention. Um, and Paxton, he you know he closes up his account for his little social media accounts, and he's you know he he doesn't think twice about it. So, um, I mean, you could give Paxton a million dollars, and ten years down the road, he would still have that million dollars with nothing done to it. You know, that's the kind of person he is. And Dakota would have it spent in two days. So, I mean, they're just totally two different kids, but they're awesome in their own aspects and their own respects. So, um, yeah, they, 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 they take it different. They're yin and yang, but, you know, they, they thrive on whatever they're given. So I've, I've tried to teach them to, you know, evolve and adapt to their environment, and, you know, they've done uh, successfully. Yeah, well, they're adorable. I love watching them on there. Uh, I just, um, you've raised two great kids. I just want to let I you know that. that. And and one of the big stories that that has come out is is your son that passed away. And you did a, a, a video on YouTube. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I did. Um, my son uh, unexpectedly passed away in March of 2018. He was a uh, uh, 13 months old, just a beautiful little innocent soul he was. Um, you know, and being in the limelight now, you have a lot of people, just for no reason, people just want to hate and just, you know, throw their misery back out. You know, it's, it's like trying to throw their own misery off of themselves and, and, and try to affect other people. And, and it was weighing on me. You know, I've had so many people say, oh, there's got, he's had to have something to do with his son's death. He, there, this doesn't make sense. He was in his oh, care. Awful. He was this yeah. and he was that. Yeah, and it's and these people would never say that to me, you know, confront me with that. They'd rather be the, you know, the key, keyboard warriors that they are, but it still affected me. And I, I couldn't sleep. I dwelled on it. You know, I said, I'm going to make a video. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. And that's what I did. I made a 14 or so minute video and explaining everything that occurred with my son and, you know, what is known by me. <laughs> and the doctors and everything, and what is unknown. And basically the, the, the cause of my child's death is relatively unknown. And I, I put that out there, you know, with documentation and, you know, facts to back it up. And, um, and I, it, it helped me get this weight off of me because to even think that I'd ever have anything to do with, you know, that little precious boy is just devastating in its own right. And I'm really sorry that you lost him. That's that's just horrific. You know, I have children of my own and grandchildren. I can't even imagine, um, you know, what you went through. What's so bad is these people that are saying these things don't allow you to grieve properly. You know, it's like you're instead you want to defend yourself, defend his, not even defend myself, defend his memory, basically. Um, and you go, people are going to say whatever they want to say about me, but you know, the, the, I have to defend his memory and like that little boy, that little boy cherished me as much as I cherished him. And the thought that, you know, somebody's going to say that his daddy did something to him is just, you know, it's, it, it, it's horrible. That's a horrible, horrible people that would, that would go that route. So it's very, very sad. Well, the, those people are just chicken shit and they, and I can guarantee, like you said, they would never come up to you and say it to your face. They hide behind their computers and that's what's wrong with this day and age. It's not like man to man, hey, I'm going to say something to your face anymore. It's, I'm going to hide behind my computer and say these awful things. And, and it's just, I, I don't even know how you deal with that. Is that one of the things that, that you would look at as good or bad having been in the limelight? I mean, uh, having yeah. this platform, do you think it, it's hurt or helped? 
Well, it's a catch-22. I mean, a lot of people take it as hurt. Like, uh, like Lisa took it as, you know, these people are, are against me and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight them head on. And me, right. I don't give them their own platform for the most part. You know, I, you know, I defend, I, de- I, I, I fight them, you know, behind the scenes, but it's, it's helped me just accept, you know, people try to use prison against me. Oh, he's a criminal. Oh, he's a criminal. Oh, he's a criminal. It's like, hell yeah, I was a, I was a fucking criminal. You know, I, I went yeah. to prison. I, I, I dealt drugs, you know, call me whatever you want. I did that. Um, you know, yeah. oh, his nip, nipple tattoos are horrible. Yeah, I've got nipple <laughs> tattoos. I love my nipple <laughs> tattoos. You know, these are part of me. This is my trademark now, Jeffrey's <laughs> nipple tattoos. You know, when you, when you use this stuff, they try to use it against you, but when you own it, they, they lose. They lose. They can't do anything against you anymore. Absolutely. You, know, you, you, you hold it, and it's like, yeah, I did that. It's cool. But, and, then, and then they get so pissed off about it, and they, they start making up stuff. They start um, – I, I read a story just two days ago. It said I beat up Baria and this and that. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, this <laughs> nonsensical you – know, I'm, I'm five foot five. And I'm a little man with Napoleon <laughs> complex, and it's like, what? You know, like how do you, what, like, why not? If you're gonna make fun of me, make fun of me for what I am. There's a lot of stuff out there, you know, like my my smirky smile when the two, you know, my girlfriend at the time and Varya came in and um, you know confronted each other. That my smirky, you know, make fun of them. Jeffrey's just got a shit-eating grin on his face. You know, it's just. <laughs> Oh my it, God, it, I died. I was like, uh, I mean, here, I felt so bad for you because I'm like cringing. The, the episode before, she says um, she's not ready to get engaged, and then you leave. And right. then the next episode is like her showing up at your house and these two women sitting there. And then I did see an interview where you were talking about how you seriously did not know this was happening. And people think not, that it's set up. People think that, that with this show, you're given a script and you follow some sort of script, and this is scripted, it's staged. Look at his acting. Look at her acting. He's a horrible actor. You're damn right I was a horrible <laughs> actor because I wasn't acting. You know, this, is, this, is, this was real life. I was surprised. Mary was surprised. And, of course, Varya was surprised in her own right. She wanted to do surprising, and then she got her own surprise. So it was kind of like, you know, everybody and – and I will tell you this, too. Like, even the producer had no idea Mary was at my house. Like, nobody knew this was a confrontation that was about to happen um, because they were supposed to come over there for some B-roll or something. They were just coming over there just to, to film me playing with the dogs or, you know, something like that. And so I had the gate open. I had the dog tied up because they said, hey, we're on our way. So I was sitting on the couch just, you know, shooting the shit with Mary. And then <laughs> next thing I know, my doorbell rang, you know, and uh, it's just – it was just, you know, everybody was surprised. You could even tell by Mary's face. I mean, she, she was a deer oh, caught yeah. the headlights. Um, and me, oh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, w- like, what do I do? Like, right now, what do I do with these two women fighting? And if you saw me, I stepped in front of Baria because I thought she was going to be the more aggressive one. So I stepped in front of her to make sure there was no physical alter- altercation, you know, about to occur. But it was just, uh, right. it was just, you know, Jeffrey should have done this. Jeffrey should have done that. Jeffrey should have. I'm not going to get any more allegations against me by, you know, <laughs> grabbing this. Exactly. Or doing, you know, it's just what do I, what do I, what do you even do in that situation? But you know, I just stood there and you know tried to calm it down. And he, Jeffrey, should have done more. Well, in three times, at least what the people saw, three times I said it's not Mary's fault. It's not Mary's fault. It's not Mary's fault. You know, what right. else can I do beyond that? You know, so 
Yeah, you just, were uh, saying that. So I have a question was, for you. So when you were, uh, Varya had just found out that you had a criminal past and you had to tell her mom. How much time was in between that and the filming of you asking her to marry you? Um, uh, probably a, a week. Yeah. So, so there do was, you there think, a, though, that she was still leery about that and that's why she said not now? Because she didn't say no. She said not now. Do you think, like, well, that's kind of where her head was at? I, you know, all I heard when not now is no matter what, it's, it's a no, you know? And, yeah, and so my yeah. mind went to no, no matter what, that is no. And people are like, he's not yet, not yet. So people, she didn't want to marry you. Not yet means she didn't want to marry you in that moment. I didn't want to get married in that moment either. What people keep saying that I was asking her to marry me doesn't mean that we're walking straight to the chapel and getting married. You know, an engagement to me is just a glorified promise that you, you, you know, you're going to right. be united. You're going to be monogamous and you're going to focus on each other and work towards a potential marriage. You know, people are engaged for years. Um, so it, 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 it's just another, it's just the next step in a relationship if you're going to go that traditional route. And that's what I did. So when she wasn't, wanting to go there when we had already talked it up for the past six or so months it's just if you don't i don't i want somebody with that instant connection i want somebody that just feels it and knows it and and this guy is for me he is my soulmate he is this he's that and i feel in that moment that i didn't have that with her like everything was taken away and so you know i was just just, uh, my mind i didn't hear anything else I just heard no, and that was done. You're like, like, I'm right, done. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we still, had, we still had three days, two or three days left together. So she had that opportunity to chat with me, talk with me, open up about me, you know, the whole situation. But we didn't, we, we didn't talk about it. And so at the very last minute, you know, as I'm going through security, she wants to run up and try to, you know, stop this, yeah. you know, this situation. That's just. And people are like, oh, you, you looked at her and you didn't hug her. You, what do you mean? We had three days that she could have done that <laughs> with no cameras. We could have talked about it, you know, but yeah. it was. Yeah, um, especially if you had three days. Yeah, and so I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I had already changed my mind. I had already went from, you know, wanting to be with this girl. Like, to me, when you love somebody, love never ends. I mean, if you don't love them, if, 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 you, if you love somebody, love can never end. But if you didn't truly love them, then you can say, yeah, I don't like that person anymore. Um, so with that said, to, this, you know, to that moment where she knocked on my door, I still loved her. You know, I still had that love for her. And so it didn't disappear. And when I saw her, just, you know, my heart just kind of sunk down to my toe. Oh, I can't even a, imagine. <laughs> it was just a mess. But I was just I – I had to force myself is what I did, you know, I had to have my own self-respect. People say it bruised my ego, did this, because I'm narcissistic, or I'm this, or I'm that. But no, I just, in a situation like that, what I do is I try to turn off my emotions so I can move forward, so I can, you know, go a different direction in my life, because that direction was obviously the wrong direction. Um, and that's what I do. Right. And you know what? And people sit there and say, oh, you should have done this, you should have that. It's none of their freaking business. It's your yeah, life. And- and whatever decision I mean, you make is okay. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I get it. Hindsight is twenty twenty. There's How much shit would I change if I could? You know, people are watching something that happened, you know, a, a time period ago as opposed to, you know, right. in this exact moment when I'm making these decisions. I'm like, 
when I see stuff, I'm like, oh man, I should have done, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or yeah, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, you know, it is what it is, and so I just accept it, and I, and I own it, and then they, they can't use it against me. And that's so, exactly. Yeah. Now you became really good friends with Lisa. How did that happen? Um, through the hate, uh, basically. Uh, Lisa's Lisa's a really sweet soul behind, you know, behind what the viewers see. Uh, she's a really sweet person, and she's really thoughtful. Like when she sees me going through a hard time, you know, she she dials me up and calls me like Jeffrey. I'm checking on you. I saw your videos about your son Aww. that you're releasing. Are you okay? What's going on? Um, she's a very heartfelt person and a lot of people don't see that and once they get this tunnel vision of what they see on tv like get your ass over here how dare you uh, you know whatever they see the Lisa (laughs) (laughs) on tv they think that's just all her but no she's a she's a she's a she's a great friend and she's a she's a mama bear I mean she's a legit mama bear that you know you screw with her her family she's she's coming after you (laughs) you yeah For yeah, sure. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have her on. I'm hoping next week. I just, I, I love her too, and I just think that you guys get the short end of the stick. You know, it's like these people that are yeah. doing good things. You don't really know what these, who these people are in, in, in life. You're only seeing yeah. what you see for those ten minutes here and there, on a television show. And of course, they're gonna make it the most extreme that they can because they want to get yep. the ratings and the viewers. And, so that's exactly, what we see. which is what I would why. do too. You know. Yeah. But, but, but what exactly. you know, like with these people watching uh, uh, the 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 X Men movies and stuff, they don't get mad at Wolverine for destroying three cars. You know, it's just they put this, <laughs> they put this, they make this a lot of this fiction into fact in their head, you know, and they make their own their own um, I guess their own outcome based on what they see in that moment. Oh, Jeffrey's a oh, what a narcissist! What a this, what a that! And I'm like. <laughs> You know, look up the word narcissist. You know, I wouldn't be exactly. uh, crying over my kids and, and, and pushing them and doing stuff for them and putting them through college all this, if I was a narcissist. You don't do that as a narcissist. Like, all these people don't know the definitions of these words that they try to use. Um, you know, he, he puts pictures up of his, his shirt off on his, his Instagram page. Well, yeah. You know, I'm 42 years old, and I work hard. hard for it. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, I'm going to. I'm proud of myself, you know? And believe me, we don't mind looking, Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) Good. It's like, you know, I didn't didn't have this, you know? As in, like, when I I went to prison, I was 120 pounds, you know? And so I was, I'll never forget sitting in the back of the, the, the van going to the, going to the prison. And I said, like, am I going to be okay? And the, the prison uh, guard guy, he looked back at me and he said, you're fucked. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, so in that moment, in that moment, sitting in the back, handcuffed in the van, I'm starting to flex my abs, starting to try to work out just sitting there. It's like, <laughs> like I've got to do this. <laughs> so that was my focus, you know. What was the thing that changed your life around when you got out of prison? What was the one thing that changed your life around? Was it just having enough of being in prison or did you like set something in your mind or did something happen? (sighs) No, I said something in my mind. Like while I was in prison, I, you you have two choices. You can be a better criminal because you're in there with the best of the best or, or you, you know, you can make connections, you can make this, you know, whatever. Or you can think to yourself, what can I do? that is not bad to society? How can I be a, a, a productive uh, citizen of the community? What can I do? 
And that's what I did. You know, I immediately got out. I immediately got custody of the kids. I immediately uh, started college. Um, I, I started bettering myself, and I said, I'm going to do this, um, and I did. And so my, my saving grace, I believe, was just me inside, like, seeing these people, like, making these plans, you know, like, yeah, when we get out, listen, if we could just, we can get a, a, a dope house, and we can move this, we can do that, we can, making all these plans, and I'm sitting there like, oh, that sounds cool, that sounds, and then I, I started dwelling on it, it's like, I'm here because of that, you know, I'm away from my yeah. family because of that, you know, I can't do that anymore, so I immediately went to college, I got my graduate degree, um, and I did better for myself, and you know, I came from absolute nothing to where I am today because of my drive, because of, you know, my willpower and my ability to push past the BS. You know, the reason I got in drugs to begin with is because I didn't have anything as a kid and I wanted something, you know, and it was just an easy dollar to make. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. And uh, I didn't yeah. think about the lives that I affected. And, you know, once you really get to really have the interpersonal conversations with yourself and you can see that these lives I affected are not you know, how do you benefit off somebody else's pain? And that's what, like, the haters do. They benefit off the misery they cause, and that's exactly what I was basically doing. I was benefiting financially off the, you know, potentially misery that I was, I was causing to these people. So it turned me around. And that, that, and I'll tell you, Donna, one of the real moments is when my little boy came, Paxton came to visit in the prison, and he said, you uh, uh, probably met me teary-eyed. He said, uh, Daddy, come come with me. It was, you know, visitation over, inmates against the wall, uh, visitors go out. He's like, come on, daddy. I was like, uh, oh. I, I can't, I can't son. He's like, come on, daddy. I can't son. And so, you know, they wrestled him out. Um, he's crying, you know, kicking, screaming. Uh. Like they, they go past this glass window and like probably 45 seconds later, a minute later, he comes running by down the corridor of the prison, get back to the, the, uh, the window banging on it. My daddy, I want my daddy, I want my daddy. Oh no. And, oh my God. Yeah, Heart wrenching. Oh, it was. And the guard had to come and pick Paxton up and take him up through there. And this guard looked at me. The prisoners, I'm telling you, these hardcore, mean ass killers were crying because of that. And the oh, prisoners the, Oh, I can't the, even imagine. The, oh, it was. It was horrible. And the CEO told me, he said, You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You're a piece of shit. I said, You're right. You're right. He goes, don't you ever get your ass back here again. I said, yes, sir. But, uh, I mean, it was it, – to, to watch these, these huge men, like, that could just pick me up by my head and sling me across the room. You know, here I'm thinking I'm, you know, 10-foot tall and bulletproof myself. And, yeah. uh, you know, to see them crying is just – was just heartbreaking in itself. Like, these people have been through – like, nobody knows what somebody else has been through, you know, and, and, and these people internalized it and owned it as their own situation and what they're going through themselves. So it's just sad. It's a sad, that, that really turned me around. And I think it really turned a lot of people around in there that, were, that was in that visiting room at that moment. Like I made instant friends with those people that were, I would never look, look at in the eye kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, that was, that, was, that, was a, that was a turning point in my life in that moment. And I so. think that's what's so important about telling your story is because somebody could be listening that goes, oh, my God. You know, exactly. he just made me, you know, I could be going down a bad path, but I need to change because I have these children or I have a family I love or I could be hurting someone else. So that's why it's so important. And it was so brave of you to do it, too, because you knew that you were going to get backlash. I mean, everybody knows oh, yeah. that once you go public with it, it you, you got to be prepared. And I think you've handled oh, yeah. it so well. 
And I want to post the video of um, your 13-minute video on YouTube. I will put that on our website so everybody knows it's there. And, okay, so I've got to ask you, there's a lot of beautiful ladies around the world that are listening right now because we are worldwide. Are you single or are you allowed to say oh, yet? <laughs> we we, we got to wait, Donna. We got to wait to find out what happens. Okay. We, well, maybe you we can text wait. me. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the uh, I'll give you I'll slip you the tea there, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> I hear you. Text me and let Bye. me know. And one more thing, you have um, you're in a music video. I've I've been in actually a number of them, but yeah, I was in. Uh, which one are you talking about? I think it's on your website. I can't I can't think of the name of the uh, song. There's um, a, yeah, there's a Sarah there's a Sarah Ames. Uh, yes, that's her. I've, Sarah I've, Ames. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a great she's a great gal. Uh, Sarah Ames in a music it's called Stoned. So if you guys haven't seen it, look at it. It's actually a really good video and it's a really good song. She it did is. a great job. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yes. So congrats on that and all the other ones you're in. Thank you. you have the faith yeah. for it and I hope you get so much more work out of everything that you're doing right now and um congratulations yeah. on your your sons just being wonderful kids and uh, I appreciate we're blessed you. to have been able to see them too and um, I hope I can have you back on again if there's anything going hey, I'm, on. I'm open. Absolutely. <laughs> it was great. You've been great. So wonderful. All right, Jeffrey. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. All right, Donna. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everyone, that was Jeffrey Paschal from 90 Day Fiance, and I hope that you will still tune in. He was not able to give us the information we wanted as for all you single ladies out there listening. I know you adore him and uh, hopefully, hopefully he's not with someone. Hopefully he's single and that leaves the door open for all you wonderful ladies out there to have a chance with Jeffrey. Hey everyone. um, I will be back again in two more days and uh, look forward to having a show with you. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.